Hey guys, it's Dr. Childs here. Today we're gonna to be talking about what I think about the thyroid medication Synthroid. We're changing up the video a little bit today, so if you like it, leave your comment below and let me know if you do like it, and if you don't, you can say that too. So first of all, let's talk about Synthroid, but I wanna say something real quick before we do, and that is every time I talk about Synthroid or Levothyroxine and any redeeming qualities of these medications, I'm always accused of being a pharmaceutical shill or something like that. Let me just say that even though we're talking about Synthroid today and we're talking about some of its redeeming qualities, that doesn't mean it's necessarily my favorite medication, but we need to be even-handed in the way that we approach these medications, right? Because everybody has their biases. There are, uh, there's a whole group of patients on the internet that love NDT, and I love NDT too, um, and I prescribe it very frequently, but there are situations where you may not be able to use NDT, and so what about those people? And also, there are other people that just can't handle T3 very well. What about those people? And so this information is directed towards those people and just for your general knowledge. So let's talk about Synthroid. Back to that, back to that topic for a second. So why don't people like Synthroid? Why is there such a fuss about Synthroid? So I've broken this down into what I think to be three main reasons. Number one, I think, and this is probably the most important, and that is their dose is probably not right. And what I mean by that is they're taking too little. Their dose is insufficient for their body. Now, the problem here is that many doctors, they do two things very well, conventional doctors. And well, when I say they do it really well, the outcome is not great for the patient, but they are incredibly consistent in how they do this. The first thing is they diagnose thyroid based off their TSH, uh, based off of the TSH, and they dose based off the TSH. Okay, so what that means is if your TSH is fine, you're, you don't have a thyroid problem. And if your TSH is fine while you're on thyroid medication, you're going to stay on it. But the problem here is that T4, which is what they normally prescribe, and that is what Synthroid is. Synthroid and Levothyroxine are both T4 medications. These medications are only effective if your body can convert them to T4. Right? Many of you know this. I'm just sort of explaining it for those people that don't. But here's how this relates to Synthroid. So you're taking a bunch of T4. You're taking a bunch of Synthroid. What if your body takes the Synthroid but doesn't turn into T3? And this happens quite a bit. Okay. Now, the problem with this is that you can identify it by ordering certain lab tests. So you can look at your free T3, free T4, free T3, and reverse T3. These things will tell you how well your body is taking that T4 and turning it into T3. The problem though, is if you dose based upon your TSH, you're almost always gonna be taking too little. Now what that means is that you're going to be giving your body T4, but the way that you are dosing based off the TSH, always underdose that T4, which means that the substrate that your body takes to produce T3 is lower than it needs to be. So really the T4 level should be up here to produce this much T3. But if your T4 is down here, you're only gonna produce this much T3. And all this T4 dose is based off your TSH. So if you push the TSH down, you'll push the T4 up and you'll also push the T3 up in the process. So you can do well, and we'll get to this a little bit later, you can potentially do well on T4, but you have to dose, you have to dose based off these other metrics, not on the TSH alone. So remember that. The number one reason I think people don't do well on Synthroid is not because of the medication itself, it's because of the dose. So number two, um, this kind of goes along with partly what I was talking about before, and it's one of the most widely prescribed medications in the world. Now patients have a, the potential um, to believe, uh, I think falsely believe that if they had a bad experience on a medication, especially in the realm of thyroid, if they had a bad experience with a thyroid medication, that that medication is no longer good for them in any way, shape or form. And I think this is, this leads to a lot of problems because it's very possible for 
the problem with your thyroid medication being related to the dose and not to the medication itself. Let me clarify that because I know it can be a little bit confusing. So I've had many people who have been on thyroid medications in the past, let's say Synthroid or level thyroxine, and they'll tell me they can never go on it again because they were on it at one point in the past and they just didn't do well on it. And what I almost always say is it's not the medication itself. It's almost always the dose. So if you can optimize that dose, there is a high chance that you can do well on the medication if you try it again. But there are many people who have had those bad experiences who then, who, who then think in their mind that it's, it's related to the medication and not to the dose. So that's, that's reason number two, I think, um, which, is, which is bad experiences. Then number three, I think doctors are very dismissive of concerns over Synthroid. So you have a lot of patients who come to their doctor who have read things online from things like my website or videos or whatever, um, and they tell them, you know, maybe I'll do better on something else, and their doctor is very dismissive. They say, no, your TSH is fine. How could it be anything else? And, you know, yada, yada, yada. You, you know the drill if you've... Um, if you, I'm sure you've lived it. And so I think that also creates a lot of issues because doctors are very dismissive. So this brings us to the next topic. And that is, do you have to change thyroid medications to feel better? So one of the main questions that people will have is, well, if I'm not doing well on Synthroid or level thyroxine, then what am I supposed to do? How can I feel better? Because that's really what all thyroid patient wants, thyroid patients want, and that's what I want for you. So that's why I produce this content to help you get there. So do you have to change medications to feel better? And the answer is not necessarily, okay? Um, I have seen a fair amount of patients. So in the beginning, when I started treating thyroid patients, I started pretty much everyone out on natural desiccated thyroid in some form. Back then it was Armour Thyroid because that was just what I was comfortable with. It's changed since then. We'll do a video on what my favorite medication is in the future. Um, but I used to put everybody on NDT because I just, that's what I thought. I thought it was the best medication. But I found through doing this very frequently that not everyone did well on NDT. And so I would have, I would change things up. I'd be like, well, maybe it's your adrenal or maybe, maybe your iron's low or whatever. I would do everything that I could to try and make NDT work. But then I sort of found that I was trying to force them into something that I thought they needed that wasn't necessarily true. So there are patients that do do very well um, on T4, such as level and Synthroid, but they have to optimize that dose, okay? And so I'm gonna include several things that I think that you can do to help improve the effectiveness of the medication. All right, some of that includes dosing, but there are other factors that you can utilize, which are kind of interesting. You may or may not have heard about some of these, and they're not necessarily just switching medications entirely, although that is the potential, that is some potential thing that you can do. So let's talk about it. So what do you do if you're on le level thyroxine or Synthroid and you're not feeling better? So I think one of the things that you can do, and this is a, a paradigm shift in terms of how you think about dosing your medication. And that number, the number one thing is I think you should dose based upon your T4 and T3 levels and reverse T3 levels and not your TSH. So remember what I was saying previously, you can actually look at and order these tests and determine how effective the medication is in your body by looking at all of these metrics. So as I said before, it's very simple. If you provide the body with T4, it should take that T4, convert it into T3. Okay, that's how it should go. Now, it's not exactly in a one-to-one -one ratio like we would want it to be, but for this experiment, the way I'm describing it, that's kind of how I'm trying to show you. So you have T4 turning into T3, <clears throat> excuse me. So if it's not turning into T3, which is what happens in many of you, this number will shrink, remember this is T3, and over here we'll have reverse T3 increasing. Now you can test for this. If the T4 is high, the T4 is low, the reverse T3 is high, that means you're not converting, okay? So it's very simple. And now some people will not convert no matter how much T4 you give them, but there are many of you who their T4 is just not here yet, it's here. So if you increase that T4, you will necessarily increase that T3, provided you can do this conversion. 
Now, again, not everyone will be a, a converter, but there are many of you out there who are what I call super converters. These are people that if you just give them T4, their body just knows what to do with it. And it's not the problem that they can't convert, it's that they're not on enough T4. They don't have that substrate. So remember, dose based upon your T4 and your T3 and reverse T3, not your TSH for the reasons I just mentioned. The next thing you can do is you can switch to a different brand of T4, okay? So there are many different types of thyroid medications that contain T4. Um, I'm just gonna list a few here because these are some of the ones that are more common. So we have Synthroid, we have Levothyroxine, and we have Tyrosint. There's also Levoxyl and there's some others. Um, but I think, well, well, we'll get into this and I'll, I'll tell you what my favorite is right in a second. But if you're taking one, it doesn't mean that you're gonna do poorly on the other. There are many patients, and I've done this many times, where I have somebody who's taking Synthroid, switch them to Levothyroxine, they do much better. They're on Levothyroxine, I switch them to Synthroid, they do much better. So simply switching between medications, even in the same class, even that contain the same active hormone, which in this case is Thyroxine or T4, can make a big difference. Okay, so there have been even studies that I've, I've referenced before on my blog, talking about the... Um, the difference between the medications, even at the same dose, and how certain individuals notice even that slight change. Now, what we probably think is going on here, and I've talked about this in the past, is that certain people are reacting either positively or negatively to the inactive fillers and binders found within the medication. So, in some medications, they have different amounts and different types, and so if you can switch to a different one, then all of a sudden, those fillers and binders aren't impacting you as much. You can get that medication into your body, you feel a lot better. So, it's very simple. Now, onto my favorite type. So if I'm going to use T4, I almost always recommend, except in very rare cases, I almost always recommend that you use Tyrosint or Tyrosint Sol. So these are two newer, newish medications. Um, many doctors will prefer Levo and Synthroid, but Tyrosint's been out, I wanna say, I don't know exactly, but I think it's, it's definitely been out for maybe seven to some odd years, something like that. Don't quote me on that though but it's been out for a while, and Tyrosint has the fewest inactive ingredients. They've actually done some studies which have shown that you can actually consume food with Tyrosint, you can consume coffee with Tyrosint, and it doesn't impact the absorption. So what this tells me, and what this should tell you, is that Synthroid and Levothyroxine are very volatile in terms of your body's ability to absorb them. Tyrosint is not. And so if you're taking your, your coffee with Synthroid, or if you're taking food with Levothyroxine, or whatever, if you're doing anything at the same time, taking supplements at the same time, all of these things have the potential to reduce the amount that's getting into your body. And that's a problem if you wanna feel better. Because remember, not enough T4 means you're not gonna have enough T3, going back to that analogy that I described previously. So I say, just wash it out, just start with Tyrosint. Why, I mean, now, one of the downsides, and I think one of the reasons most people don't do this, is because Tyrosint is kind of expensive. Okay, relative to Synthroid and Levothyroxine. Even Synthroid's a little more expensive than Levothyroxine, but you know you can get them for relatively cheap if you have coupons or if you work with your insurance company. So don't let the price persuade you otherwise, because I've had many people who feel, like I said, absolutely amazing just with that small switch. And if, you know, a lot of people say, well, but it's 30 or $40 for Tyrosint or whatever, it might be more, but let's just say that as an example, versus $4 for Levothyroxine or Synthroid. Now, my question I would pose to you is, is the difference between those two values worth the improvement in your health? And in my opinion, I would say it is. Because remember, if you don't pay for it now, you're probably going to pay for it later with more heart outcomes, higher cholesterol, perhaps increased risk of cardiovascular disease, all sorts of issues that you could be dealing with down the road. So it's better just to nip that in the bud and just kind of go with it, right? Just just pay it out now because you're going you're gonna to save that money long term um, in other healthcare expenses down the road. Sometimes I understand that it, that's just not an option 
Um, I totally get that. So if that's the case, they would have one or one other option, and that is to try the 50 gram, 50 microgram tablet of Synthroid or Levothyroxine, and you just base dose off of that. Now the reason you would do this is because the 50 microgram um, tablet has fewer um, fillers and dyes, not by much, but it does have fewer dyes compared to the other other brands and, and formulations. So the 25 micrograms, the 75 micrograms, the 100 micrograms, the 125 micrograms, you'll notice they're all a different color. Okay, and you you got to ask your question. You got to ask yourself why are they a different color? Because they have dyes inside of them. Now some of these dyes obviously have been shown to cause health problems, and they cause inflammation in the gut, they may reduce the absorption of the medication. So you don't really want to consume them if you don't have to. If you switch to the white version, this is sort of the, the natural color of levothyroxine or Synthroid, if you will. And just by switching to that natural color, you're reducing some of the inactive ingredients that you don't want to get in your body anyway. So what I'll say is imagine that you're taking 75 micrograms of Synthroid um, and you get the single 75 microgram pill. Well, what you can do is you can say, well, I want it, I want the same dose, but I want it in 50 in the 50 microgram tablets. So you can take one microgram of one, I'm sorry, one tablet of the 50 microgram, and that's 50 micrograms. Then you can cut the next one in half. So you're taking 50 plus 25, you're getting the same dose at 75, but you're getting it with the 50 microgram tablets. So that's an option if, if cost is an issue for you. You can do this with level thyroxine or Synthroid. The next thing that you can and should do no matter what is you need to be cleaning up your gut, your gut and your diet, okay? Obviously, this is very important. I've talked about it a lot in previous videos and on blog posts and things like that, but you really need to be paying attention to your gut and to your diet. And the reason I say that is very simple. It has to do with some of the problems we've talked about previously. Remember, one of the main reasons you wanna switch from Synthroid or Levothyroxine to Tyrosine has to do with the absorption of the medication. So if you're putting, and you could put Levothyroxine or Synthroid in your mouth all day, but it doesn't matter if it's getting in your mouth. It has to go from your mouth, through your intestines, into your bloodstream, into your cells. And by the way, there's other processes, like it has to be converted and it has to be activated and so on. So all of these things are reliant though. The first step is, well, first step, I guess, is getting it into your mouth. So you gotta make sure you're taking it every day. But if you're listening to this, I'm pretty sure you're taking it every day. The second step is, it has to be absorbed, okay? And the things that limit the absorption are the inactive fillers and binders, like we already talked about, but also it's gut health. So it would be things like chronic inflammation in the gut. Chronic inflammation can come from things like acid reflux or intestinal dysbiosis, which is just an, an overgrowth of certain bad bacteria. Um, it can come from all sorts of issues like that. And so if you have these things present, I, I guess I should also include leaky gut in there. That's a term that many of you are familiar with. So that's one of the reasons why you don't want leaky gut, obviously, and all these other issues. So clean up your gut. And you can do that by cleaning up your diet because the food that you consume has a direct impact on um, the food that you consume has a direct impact on your gut health, okay? So make sure you're doing that. I have videos on how to clean up your gut and how to clean up your diet. I'm not gonna talk about those right now, but I have tons of video and tons of information on them in the past or that I've done in the past. The next thing you can do is take supplements to support thyroid function. All right, so remember, I talked about the, the T4 to T3 thing. So we're kind of going back to this, but you can take certain nutrients and certain um, vitamins which enhance your body's ability to take T4 and turn it into T3, okay? So I have some products that, that do that. One of those is T3 Conversion Booster. There are certain ingredients that are found inside that, but you know you can get them elsewhere if you want as well. But you wanna be focusing on zinc, selenium, 
Um, those are probably the main ones, but there are other additional things like vitamin A, uh, vitamin E, and then also uh, Gogol extract, which is a newer one. So I have all those combined in one thing because it helps this process to work even better. So if you can't switch your medication, you can't because of money or financial issues, or I don't know, maybe you don't tolerate the other medications, whatever it is, what you can do is try and do everything that you can to help your body take that T4 and turn it into T3. So that's what I would recommend if you have level, or if you're on level thyroxine or Synthroid and you're not doing very well. So that's pretty much all I have. If you have any more comments, um, or questions, please feel free to leave them below. I'll do my best to answer those um, as time permits. And like I said, if you like this new format in terms of the videos that we're doing, let me know, leave a comment below. If you don't like it, leave a comment as well. I just want your input. And so otherwise, that's all I have, and I'll see you guys in the next one.